from the capital of the Commonwealth. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. This could not be a busier, more exciting, feel-good Thursday afternoon than the one we are about to embark upon. Welcome to the Sports Huddle. We are live in our ESPN Richmond studio today. Bob Black with you here. It is a feel-good Thursday because Sean Robertson from CBS 6 is in studio as well. To my left, Lewis and Allen to my right in the producer's booth on the other side of the glass are producing. Big Al is wandering around. Matt Josephs is hanging around. What the heck is going on here? Oh, it's the office Christmas party day for staff and clients. And we have all gathered to have some holiday cheer and some good food, which Sean Robertson yeah. is already partaking in. I guess I'm I'm a part of the staff, so I went upstairs. They gave me a name tag, put my name on there, and a couple of people recognized me. So yeah, you're a TV star. I don't know if it's about that, but you know, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> So that's part of the reason this is about as fun-filled a day as we could possibly have. And for Sports Talk Radio, it doesn't get a whole lot better than this either. Yeah. Because obviously the breaking news story of the day is Kurt Signetti's departure from JMU to Indiana, where he's been named the Indiana Hoosiers' new head football coach. And JMU has announced that Kurt Signetti will coach the Dukes in their bowl game. So there is all of that to talk about this afternoon. And we are also going to kick off the show here in just a couple of moments with Pedro Aruza, the head coach at Randolph-Macon, whose Yellow Jackets are coming off an unbelievable performance in that shutout victory over the Ithaca Bombers. And they get set to go up to Baltimore to play Johns Hopkins in the third round, I guess the quarterfinals yep. of the Division Three playoffs, the deepest they've ever gotten. A couple 16. of 12-0 teams mm-hmm. going at it. So we got the head coach coming up here in just a little bit. So... Woo, we got a lot going on. Couldn't ask for a better Thursday to have all of this taking place. You know, getting ready for the holiday season. We're already in the holiday yeah. season. Well, one of them, yes, one of them anyway. All right, so I think we got about 90 seconds before we get Coach on, and I think they're going out to practice here in a little bit, mm-hmm. so we're not going to keep him waiting. First thought on Kurt Signetti leaving JMU for Indiana. Surprised that it was Indiana. I know we talked about it maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago. We mentioned the five schools that possibly – could be a possible destination. I do not remember Indiana being the top five. We all thought West Virginia, obviously, because he's got family ties there. I'm surprised that he's going to a basketball school. For sure. That's strictly about basketball at Indiana. And I don't know about the facilities over there as opposed to JMU, but I I don't know if this whole transitional period with them maybe not, you know, not being allowed to go to a bowl until you know, they didn't have enough teams to fill those slots. If that really had a bad taste in Signetti's mouth to the point to say, I want to go to a Power 5 conference where I don't have to deal with that. My anyway. problem with that is it's in his rearview mirror. I mean, yeah. they're fully vested, yeah. eligible next year, moving forward. They're fully in. They have the biggest budget in the Sun Belt yeah. already. They're going to a bowl game this season. He has um, certainly sung the praises of the administration right. for how they tried to make it happen. So I, I don't think that was the issue. 
I was shocked to learn that he's like, what, 62, 63 years mm-hmm. old? Uh, he really doesn't sound it or look it or act it. Yeah. And maybe he just felt like the clock is ticking. The money is obviously tremendous. He can keep his family, you know, taken care of forever yeah. and ever with this. And So we do know it's about $5 million I think for- so. That's the number that's being yeah. thrown out there. That's hard to pass it up. It is hard to pass up. And I think it's probably more about the Big Ten than anything else. I mean, it's an opportunity yeah. to go to the Big Ten. And you have to look into the future, Sean. College football and college athletics may not look the way it looks. In fact, it's not going to look. Oh, no. So it could be a situation where those power conferences are off on their own. And I don't mm-hmm. think he wanted to get left on the outside looking mm-hmm. in of that. So And maybe thinking it. this is my last possible opportunity right. to yep. get a job at a power five. I mean, I can't fault him. I'm just surprised it was Indiana mm-hmm. that did it. Maybe he can turn it around at Indiana. And that's what coaches always think, right? Yeah. They, they have a different DNA than, oh, than yeah. we do. And they think, okay, I can be the one that can do it. That's why they're good coaches. Yeah. Because they have that it factor. They think that they can turn it around. And he, can, he can certainly do it. The question will be how, how many, first of all, how many JMU players will be plucked? And will they be able to play immediately? That's the biggest thing. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um and I think the other thing JMU announced today is that the replacement will not come from in-house. And that's, that'll be interesting. Yeah. So either Signetti wants that staff to come with mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that's probably what it is, as opposed to maybe there's somebody not on that staff that can fill that spot. Maybe he's probably getting a, a majority of his staff to go with him to Bloomington. Mm-hmm. I think it, that's probably a two-way street. I think you're right. I think he's going to take most of the staff with. I also think, and this is another interesting factor in this thing, Jeff Bourne knows this is the most attractive job in the group of five out there, mm-hmm. and he can go get a proven head coach mm-hmm. already. So, mm-hmm. And I get that. Here's the other asterisk in the whole thing is Jeff Bourne's not going to be there. He's retiring as athletic director. So I don't. I assume he's making this higher because he's there till the end of June, I think. I would think so. Till the end of the academic year. But he will not be the guy's boss for a single game of his career. That's going to be tricky. Yeah. Because then the new AD has to basically, yeah. Live with him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Live with him. Absolutely. All right, so that's the JMU story, and we will pick up on that more for on sure. More on that later. More on that. <laughs> much more on that coming up later. But our headliner today deserves to be our headliner today because of what they've been doing, and that's Randolph-Macon football. And, boy, they just announced awards today, and Randolph-Macon ran the gamut on those awards um, as well, very similar to what JMU did uh, mm-hmm. today in the Sun Belt as well. But uh, let's welcome him into the program, and he's been on with us now several times during this run, and we greatly appreciate that. Uh, head football coach at Randolph-Macon, Pedro Ruza joins us coming off a really impressive performance in the win over Ithaca last week. And now uh, they move on to play Johns Hopkins up in Baltimore this Saturday. Coach Ruza, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, you bet. Hey, what what happened? What was the difference? I know a week ago you were certainly happy to move, survive in advance, perhaps is the right way to put it, in uh, in beating Christopher Newport. But I, I know you warned your guys and, and the public that, you know, if you played that way, it probably wasn't going to end the way you would want it to. And your guys obviously bought into that to the tune of 46 nothing. What happened against Ithaca, Coach? Yeah, I don't know. I think our guys were, uh, were as ready to play as I've ever seen them. So I, you know, oh, we were a very focused team during the week. Uh, I thought we prepared really well. And uh, when I walked into the locker room before the game, I, I knew we were ready to go. Hey, Pedro, it's Sean at CBS 6. How are you? I'm doing great. Good, good. Just uh, let's walk us through the, the the entire season because you guys have had the bullseye on your back from the beginning of the year. You were predicted to win the 
the ODAC. You were nationally ranked throughout the course of the year, and you guys have just been like, it's been like a business-like approach. You've been able to take care of business, play your best uh, football throughout the course of the year, and then the dominant performance uh, against Ithaca last Saturday. How, I guess, proud or impressed have you been with how the, I guess, the business-like approach has been with the guys this season? Well, I mean, I'm really proud. You know, we have a, a great group of uh, guys in the program and, you know, a lot of older guys that have been around for a long time. And, you know, what I what I would say is, you know, the wins are great and it's, it's incredible what we've been able to accomplish over the last several years with these guys. But what you're really going to remember are all the relationships. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, enjoy being around each other. And I think the best uh, best part about getting to play another week is just getting to go to practice with these guys every day, getting to be in meetings with them. And uh, just uh, you know, getting to be around each other. So uh, we've got a great group of guys, uh, really mature, really bought in. I think they've done a great job of mentoring the young guys in the program. But uh, yeah, we knew going into the year that the expectations were going to be high. Uh, we want the expectations to be high. That's you know where we want to be as a program. And uh, you know, I think in years past, maybe we've shot away from that a little bit and you know the expectations may have been too much for our guys but i think we're kind of at the point now where you know when you come in here to play for this football program you know the expectations are going to be high you know within the program outside the program and you know you can't worry about all the outside noise but you know i think uh, our guys have done a good job of embracing that hey pedro if i can follow up on that you mentioned about the experience how much has that played a role you know, you've had what it was, I think, 17, 18 returning starters, about 40 plus seniors or fifth yep. year guys being able to return. How much has that experience helped out the, you know, the guys taking that business like approach? Oh, I mean, I think it helps a lot. You know, I think sometimes experience is a little bit, uh, you know, overrated and sometimes it's underrated. You know, <laughs> I don't know if that statement makes a lot of sense. No, we or got not, it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think I'm a better coach at, you know, 49 years old uh, than I was when I took this job and I was 30. You know, you, you get to experience a lot of different things. And, you know, it's the same thing with, with the players. You know, I think when you've been through some of the things that these guys have been through, and, you know, I think it really uh, it really helps them. You know, and, and you know, make no, make no mistake about it, the guys that are, you know, seniors and the guys that are fifth years, they've been through a lot. You know, they went through, through the whole uh, debacle with uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, had had to go through a lot of different things, you know, lift, lifting outside and 30-degree weather, you know, wearing masks at, uh, you know, practice, you know, getting tested all the time. I mean, you know, I, I think that kind of gives you some perspective, right? Like, it's just different now, you know. I, you get to do what you love to do, and you get to do it without all the restrictions that we had before. And I think the guys are really uh, enjoying being a part of the team, and they're enjoying being a part, part of uh, this program. And... You know, it's a crazy world in college football right now, isn't it? This this transfer portal thing, yep. the NIL stuff. Um, it's just like the the wild wild west out there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just kind of nice to, you know, be in an environment where we don't have to deal with that at the same level that maybe some other programs have to deal with. It, at least not not yet. For all the experience that you have and this team has this year, you are in uncharted territory now. I mean, first of all, the most wins that you've had in program history, but the deep, more importantly, the deepest you have gone in this tournament, which was obviously the goal. Anything different about that and the fact that you'll now play a fellow unbeaten team and now you're taking your guys on the road for the first time? 
Yeah, I don't think it's any different. I mean, you know, you, you, you get into a rhythm during the season. A lot of people have asked that question. And, you know, Sundays are Sundays. You, you have a routine for Sundays, and it's the same, same way during the rest of the week. And I think you just kind of follow that, that routine. And, you know, every, every day, you know, kind of feels the same in a way. Every Thursday morning, I eat, I eat breakfast with uh, with our freshmen, and we're going through Tony Dungy's book on Common, and that's been uh, something that we've done every year. So, you know, this morning was just another Thursday with the with the freshmen, and I, I don't I don't say that lightly, you know, because uh, I appreciate that time that I have with them and really enjoy that time. But uh, you know, every every day kind of has a, you know, every Monday feels pretty similar to every other Monday and every Tuesday feels, you know, we've got our Tuesday routine and our Wednesday routine. I'm getting ready to go out to practice. And, you know, we have a very specific uh, routine that we follow on, on Thursdays. And, you know, so I, I guess it's not, I'm just grateful to have another week. You know, I love, I love what I do. I love being around these players and uh, it's just a lot of fun. I'm, I'm kind of, dra- I, I know at some point it's got to be over, right. Mm-hmm. You know, even if he ends in the, uh, in the best possible scenario and you win a national championship, it's still going to be over at some point. And, uh, told my wife last week, I, I just don't want it to end. Cause I just, uh, I love, uh, love what I do and love, uh, love being here and love, you know, being around the guys. Well, hopefully it does not end this weekend when you play Johns Hopkins. I'm looking right now, this is a Starlink stat. You've never beaten Johns Hopkins as head coach. Is that right? No, we we've beaten them a couple times. Okay. So we we had a a four year stretch there between 2007 and uh, 2010 okay. when we uh, we split with them. So they we beat them in uh, 07 and 10, and they beat us in 08 and 09. So two very uh, you know very uh, similar programs back then, and then they came off the schedule for a year, and, and you know kind of Coach Margraf, you know the late Jim Margraf, who was a, a great great guy. Uh, passed suddenly in 2018 after they made a run to the semifinals. He did a tremendous job of elevating that program. That was always a program that I had a tremendous amount of respect for. And uh, we lost to them in the playoffs in 2016. And mm-hmm. I remember going into the locker room and telling our guys, like, look, this is this is the standard. I mean, this is where, where we have to, uh, to get to, you know. And so we – Played played them again in, in eighteen and and how to were playing up there and how to lead at halftime and you know it was a four point game going into the fourth quarter we were down by four and then the wheels kind of came off and then we played them here in two thousand nineteen and lost by by five points and right. in, in a game where we just kind of you know just didn't make the plays they made the plays that they needed to make to win and and we didn't and uh, so there've been some battles over the years it's been a great uh, rivalry and uh, I have the utmost respect for that program and you know it's a program that uh, Jim Margraf built and you know you can still see his uh, fingerprints all over that over that program there, there's no better guy in uh, in college football than uh, Jim Margraf so I m- miss him a lot he was a, a really good friend and you know ha- have the utmost respect for what he uh, what he built there so real time Pedro what's the scouting report just you know give us the the, the nutshell version here of what you're going to face and what the challenges are Saturday Oh, the scouting report is they're really good. <laughs> they're really, really good on offense. They have a great quarterback, um, great skill guys, probably the best skill guys, without a doubt, the best skill guys that, that we've seen all year. They have, you know, a big receiver that uh, can really, really run. And, uh, I mean, he's like 6'4 and, and weighs 220 pounds, Josh Polsey, and uh, 
that little guy from uh, I say he's little, he's not that little, but he he can fly. Cole Crotty from uh, California, who's just a freshman. Their quarterback's a first year starter, but he can really sling it around. They've got a defensive end from uh, St. Louis University High in uh, in the Midwest, who's uh, just a a great defensive end, probably the best uh, pass rusher that we've seen for sure this year, and uh, definitely since last year when we faced off with uh, Dell Valley in the uh, in the playoffs. So, you know, they, they, they run extremely well on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're really well coached, um, super explosive on offense. Uh, they, you know, give you some challenging looks on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, really, uh, you know, again force your hand a little bit so it's going to be a, it's going to be a great challenge and uh you know we we know that and uh you know but at, at the same time you know when you ask me how what's the game plan or what do we have you know every game it's it's a little bit different right you kind of have a a plan going in and, and you have to adjust that plan when you get into the into the thick of the battle but uh yeah you know, again it's going to be a great game i have a lot of confidence in in our guys and in our team and uh you know that's that's about it, I guess. Hey, last one, Pedro. I know you got to get out to practice. Uh, and you yeah. mentioned you mentioned earlier the outside noise um, and controlling that. Sometimes the outside noise can be good, can be positive outside noise. And Sean and I were going to get to this, but I might as well get your thoughts here. Uh, you got three state award winners on your team that were publicly announced today. Uh, can you speak to those guys and and how you kind of handle that with your team? Will there be a moment of of congratulations for those guys as you move forward here? You know, I'm proud of everything that our guys have accomplished. But, uh, you know, we go by a mantra here. You know, you remember Bo Beckler, the old Michigan coach, the, the team, the team, the team. So, you know, we we love that our guys get recognized. I'm super proud of our guys for, uh, you know, what they've done. But uh, we're, we're not big on, on, on individual stuff around here. You know what I mean? We win and we lose as a team. And uh, while I'm I'm happy that those guys got got recognized, you know, we we don't come into team meetings and make a lot of uh, you know hullabaloo about that stuff because you know I always say to our guys, you know, you can you can win all the All American awards in the world and and all the All Conference awards in in the world, but what you're re- really going to remember, you know, when you're older and you look back on your experience or the relationships that you made and. You know, being a part of a team like this that, that accomplishes something great and does something special is a way, way bigger deal than uh, anything you can accomplish as an individual. I can tell you that not, not, my kids could care less, you know, what I did in college or how many yards I rushed for. I'm, I'm just their dad. And, you know, as far as, far as they're concerned, I, you know, I'm, that's it. You know, they don't, they don't care. My wife doesn't care. She still makes me take out the trash <laughs> all the time. Still sends me pictures of the trash that I leave behind on the, uh, on the kitchen table. And, uh, you know, she doesn't care. My kids don't care. And, uh, I think these guys, when they look back, they're not going to care about any of that stuff. So it's great to be recognized. I'm proud of our guys and, and love our guys, but, uh, you know, there's just a there's a purity to this sport at this level that you know where guys just you know they just play for different reasons than maybe they play at other places. Well said, Coach Aruza. Good luck Saturday. Hope we get a chance to talk to you again next week. I hope so. I hope we we're still playing. Uh, for sure. Thank you, Pedro. Pedro Aruza off to practice, getting ready for his Randolph making Yellow Jackets to tangle with. Also twelve and zero, Johns Hopkins Blue Jays up yeah. there Saturday in Baltimore. Well, I was looking at the on the website. They said they had lost their last uh, six against 
Johns Hopkins dating back to 2013, but it then went from 2013 to 1959. So I was like, oh, that means Aruza has not beaten him as a head coach. But he corrected me as as, as a coach. They don't forget those games. No, they, they don't forget the losses <laughs> no, no, more no. than they don't forget the yes. wins. I know. That's what makes them good. This that's is true. all what makes them good. All right, a little bit of a long first segment. Let's keep it rolling on the Feel Good Thursday edition of the Sports Huddle. Here's what's coming up on today's Sports Huddle. This is a huge fan of sports. This is the River City Rundown. By our friends at the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority. Uh, we are really excited about partnering with our good friend Dennis Bickmeyer, the whole team there. We announced it on this show a couple of weeks ago that they're going to be hosting our holiday cheer and gear. Matt Josephs and I will be up there on Monday, December 11th. We'll broadcast live from 3 until 6 o'clock, and we invite and urge all of you to come on, stop by, say hello, bring those new sporting good items. We're looking for stuff for youngsters about 10 to 16 years old, whether that's basketball, soccer ball, lacrosse baseball any sports gear at all the salvation army is going to distribute it for us we're going to collect it at the henrico sports and entertainment authority monday december 11th we're live from three to six and then you can stick around for the first a10 women's basketball game to be played in the henrico sports and entertainment authority that'll be vcu against delaware there's another topic for us, by the way, Delaware, not mm. on the women's basketball mm. front, but in general, college oh, yes. athletics and football. We'll get to that as well. Uh, you can get tickets for the basketball game at the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority online at HenricoSEA.com. Yeah, we'll talk about the Delaware move to FBS. We got more on the Kurt Signetti move coming up. Uh, we got a special guest in the five o'clock hour on a sport that I don't know much about. I think you see it on television once in a while. Maybe in the movies you see it a little bit. How about some fencing? Mm. USA Fencing is coming to the Greater Richmond Convention Center this weekend. We're going to talk with Brian Wendell. He's the Director of Communications for USA Fencing. Find out a little bit more about that. Uh, This is another... Richmond Area Tourism event, and uh, we love partnering with them, and we'll talk a little bit about that coming up, a Richmond Region Tourism event at 5.15 this afternoon. 804-327-0888 on the Sports Huddle with Sean Robertson. I'm Bob Black, and we're back after this on 106.1 ESPN. Caster and, and oh come <laughs> on now. Wow. There are plenty of great sports casters and sports writers on that list. So, Sean has been involved in that many times as well. One time. Well, one time <laughs> one that time. you won. No, 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 not for you, this. You I, was, I was nominated, I think, last year, but that was my first time. That's because I nominated you, yes, probably. You did. <laughs> So. I mean, he didn't nominate me this time. No, I did actually. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed. I don't know if I'm allowed to share my vote or not. But I did. We're breaking the rules. We today. are breaking it's the, the rules. The holiday today. season. We're breaking the rules. Yes, but I did see that from the National Sports Media Association. I guess it was yesterday, maybe or the day before. I don't remember. Yeah. Some but, somebody uh, emailed me about it, and uh, I was like, "Really? I don't. I didn't notice that." But yeah. I wanted you to get your flowers, man. You do an awesome job. Flowers. Yeah. I like flowers. Look at that. Huh. Men like flowers. We, we, we can do. Flowers. I'm okay with yeah. Oh, thank you, Alan. I Not appreciate that. that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Great group. A great list of names. Most of those names are guys that we have on this show from time to time. So um, it's a star-studded cast in this state. Who's on the list? I don't even, I didn't even uh, see the list. I will have to go back and look. Got um, it right here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Anthony Romano from Roanoke. Roanoke. Okay. Our Bob Black from Richmond. Uh, Jermaine Farrell from Roanoke. Okay. John Freeman from Charlottesville. Play-by-play voice of the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Lane Casadante. Have you heard of him? Who? Lane Casadante. Channel 6. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Davis. 
Who? Chubb. Used to work right here in Richmond, <laughs> yeah. now in Norfolk. Mike Burnup. And those Virgin, are the, the legendary the Mike legend, Burnham. Yep, yep. Those are the, the sportscasters. And then there's some sports writers on here as well. Yep. To include John O'Connor. From the time O'Connor's the on, it? Is okay, on there. Yeah, okay. And Mike Barber. Mike Barber's okay. on there. Greg Medea from Charlottesville is on there, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Worked uh, at Harrisonburg for a little while. Yep. Covering JMU. And now he's at UVA. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he tweeted today about the JMU situation. Oh, he can't he quite let JMU go uh, yeah. as well. So, Well, thank you, Alan. I appreciate <laughs> no it. Problem. It's a team effort. Yeah. Believe me, it's a team effort with everybody involved. You're LeBron and I'm Austin Reeves. Oh, back. wow. Look at that. <laughs> oh, I'm more the Michael Jordan era, but, uh, you know. <laughs> All right, well, then I'll be I'll be BJ Armstrong. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate oh, that. BJ, not even Pippen. He's BJ Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank wow. you. I appreciate it. All right, go back to the food. <laughs> Bring us back some, too. Yeah. All right, bottom of the hour. Let's get the break in here. Let's come back and let's get back on that JMU subject yes. here. And Kurt Signetti, I think a lot of people were talking about that this afternoon, and we will some more after the break. Sports Auto 1061 ESPN. The NFL season is in full swing, and we well, don't want anyone to forget. Well, we have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN Richmond. Did you know? We just head to our website and to our This Week on 1061 ESPN Richmond page for a preview of what's to come on 1061 ESPN. All right, Bob and Sean on the huddle here at 435 on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, Back to the Kurt Signetti story. So I think it was, Sean, I think it was inevitable. Well, a couple things. Um, Kurt, one of the things I think coaches say all the time now that is totally irrelevant, Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking to move on. You know, I, I I didn't apply for this job. Well, this is not an accounting position, right? <laughs> this is not a position at the local bank. No coaches apply anymore. This is what agents do, yep. and this is what school representatives and search firms do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to apply. There's no doubt about that. So that, to me, was was totally irrelevant. I wasn't looking yet. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't looking. Yeah. Well, that's fine, but people are but looking. But you didn't turn it down either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I get it. He's six, whatever he is, 62, 63. Mm-hmm. It's a chance to go to a power conference. I get the Indiana part. Let me reverse this for you. Okay. In Bloomington, Indiana today, mm-hmm. aren't they saying this was a home run hire? Oh, no question. Right? Given Let's what give he's them done, some credit. Given what he has done in a transitional situation, with JMU and the success he had when they were in FCS, they're probably saying, man, we got the guy we wanted. Mm -hmm. This was the guy. He's the hot name in college football, and this is who we got, and we got him. And let's see see what we can do. I mean, I don't know how long the the deal is, a five- or six-year deal, uh, something to that effect that gives him time to recruit, that gives him opportunities to get into the portal, um, of course, the budget is going to be bigger. The NIL budget is going to be bigger. I think that probably played a role in it as well. Now, in, in recent years, they have had good individual talent. I can, I can see the quarterback they had like a couple years ago who was a multidimensional guy, but I can't. his name escapes me. But they have had good individual talent in spurts. But I think Signetti is going to come in there – He's going to hit hard in that Midwest region to recruit. And don't be surprised if some JMU guys uh, decide to uh, 
make that trip to Bloomington. Maybe have to sit out, or if it's a one-time transfer, hey, you can play immediately. There could be a name Richmond area folks may pay attention to. I'm just going to throw it out there. Juice Wells entered his name into the portal. The wide receiver from South Carolina who did play at at JMU, played his high school ball here at Highland Springs in the Richmond area. Don't be surprised if maybe Signetti throws a flyer out to Wells to say, hey, won't you come to Bloomington? Won't you play in a Power Five? You know, you already did it in the SEC and succeeded. Come with me. Let's have some success mm-hmm. uh, in Bloomington. Just just keep an eye out. I'd be more surprised if that doesn't happen, at yeah. least that the offer is yes, made. Yes, at least the right? offer. Absolutely. Can Absolutely. I ask a really dumb question? And <laughs> I should know this, being a Pennsylvania guy. Yes. Is Indiana University of Pennsylvania related to Indiana University? At all? Because that they have a background I with thought IU, about that with IUP, right? His dad I thought about he, they they do. So there's there's a little bit Oh, there is a connection with okay. I don't know, but I mean Signetti coached there at IUP and his okay. dad did too. So I don't I've know. always thought if that was the I case. I should know that being a Pennsylvania native and, and I, I can't don't. remember. One of our smarter than us listeners will let me so know I, about that. And I do know IUP and then there's an IUPUI. Right. But IUP I, I I, I don't. Doesn't, I don't remember. I don't know if there's a connection there or not, but we will. We will definitely find. It. I love it when the bosses are in. Like yeah. Alan just came in with all that nice stuff, and mm-hmm. now the other boss, Dave, bringing mm-hmm. food. I, well, broadcaster of the year. No, 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 no. He's no. a finalist. No, He's just off. just nominated. That's all. In a in a Sean, in a talent first. wealth <laughs> state, but the food looks good. Just what you ordered up, Sean. Steak skewers and And barbecue chicken wrapped with bacon. We really are breaking all the rules. Yes, we are. I mean, we really are. Barbecue sauce, chicken, and bacon all together. I mean, you can't beat that. You can't beat that on a meal. I like that. On a stick. You can't beat that on a stick. There it goes. Um, I think Espo, like I said, we have smarter listeners, callers than we are. And I'll bet he knows the answer to this question. Espo? Bob, how are you? Good. How are you? I think Indiana was a university before. Uh, uh, you're, break, I, you're breaking up on me. What'd you say? Uh, can you? Uh, is no. he there? No. Hang on. We're getting there. Okay. Let's let's tighten the string a little tighter between the two tin cans here. <laughs> see if we can get Espo on the line. Because <laughs> I'll bet he does have the answer to that question. All right, we'll try and get him again. Um, I thought yeah. I heard some in the background. Is he, is he there saying? you go, Espo. Can you hear me now? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it I a think try. I was listening while I was trying to talk and doing the usual <laughs> foolishness. Okay. I think uh, I think Indiana was a university before the state of Indiana was a state. Huh. I don't think there's any connection. No connection. And I know there is an now, Indiana. Pen- there is an Indiana, Pennsylvania, which is where they're located. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess yeah. there's no connection there. Other than now, now, I've got two brother-in-laws who graduated from there. They've never mentioned it. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, what do you make but of all this, right, Espo? What do you make of make a losing losing Coach Signetti to Indiana? Well, I, listen, I, I've known Kurt since he was 15 years old, running around the field at Morgantown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his first big payday. I mean, he's. I think he made 700 plus perks at JMU. You know, houses and country clubs and all that stuff, but. I guess a quadruple his salary is my guess at Indiana. Yeah, so I think at least. Six, if you're 62, 62 years old, what do you say to that? Yeah. It's hard to say Thank no you. to $5 million. That's yeah. really hard to say no. I, I, if he well, was, you can't. If he was it's, 52. It's 
Yeah, if he was 52, I think he could say no and wait for, mm-hmm. you know, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. But I don't think at 62 right. he can wait for that. Well, you know, his father got a raw deal at West Virginia. I don't know if you remember this, Bob, but his dad got cancer. And back when you could fire people for being sick, that's what they did. Oh, That's why he ended up at IUP, yeah. Oh. He beat the cancer. He beat the cancer and went to IUP and won at least one national title, maybe two. Hmm. I mean, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a ni- nice story for Kurt, you know. Yeah. Coming back from that. And, of course, mm-hmm. his dad, Frank, just died last year. I think, mm-hmm. I think yeah. you're right about yep. that. So, yeah. It was doing yeah, a game, I remember of a game, I believe. And yeah. He, he's, and he still coached it. Yeah. 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 You all right with him coaching the bowl game here before he departs? Yeah. I think, I think you know, he's like a pie crust. You know, they, he was hired to be broken. And, you know, they knew he was leaving uh, at some point. So, I don't think there's a lot of animosity. I think it's expected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but listen, it's a bad day in Mudville. You know, I mean, nobody's happy about it. Uh, but maybe we'll get uh, Tino Sinceri or somebody might get the job. That'd be great, too. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, like, who did you have in mind? Who did you think could be a possible name that we well, would keep an eye on? It'll be it'll be an offensive guy, I think. And, you know, Tino's a ex-Pitt quarterback. His dad was uh, Sal Sinceri, if you remember Sal. Was oh, yeah, I do. All-American at Pitt, middle linebacker, great, great player. Um, so he, he'd be a good pick. I mean, I, I think uh, one of the paternos even has some interest in Jamie. I know you applied before, but uh, I, we'll get a good candidate. I mean, I think we'll do fine, but it is tough losing a guy that you know brought you this far. Yeah. No, I, he did great, no doubt about that, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, fellas. Well, well thank you. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll don our morning frocks and, uh, and hope for the best here in the next couple of weeks. You'll be good. Thanks, Espo. Yeah, take uh, care. Thanks. I, I, I am actually um, – I like the and Matt wrestled with this. I heard him talking about it. should he coach the bowl, should he not coach the bowl, and I think I'm normally in Matt's camp. Like when you leave, I'm ready for you to go. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I know people give two weeks notice, and but I, I, if you don't want to be here, thank you for what you did. No animosity necessarily, but but go. For some reason, this one feels different to me. Like I feel it's okay for him to do this. I think he has become a bit of a CEO there, and his assistant coaches run run the show mm-hmm. and we'll put the game plan in place and i think his players will be so focused on the first ever bowl and they're doing something that they really weren't supposed to be doing mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. going to be fine they're either going to win or lose the bowl game with or without signetti it's not no going to like if they lose they're not going to say we lost because our coach was leaving uh-uh not not he he has built too too good of a culture there mm-hmm. for that to happen so i'm i'm kind of like if he's willing to do this and Indiana's willing to do this, because this is a crucial time, Sean. You got signing day coming in three weeks. Yep. He's going to split his time anyway, right? He's going to yeah. be doing Indiana stuff mm-hmm. during. He's got it. Uh, all I, hours of the night, whatever, and still coach JMU. This is probably what he had in mind for giving or delegating a lot of the responsibility to his coaching staff. Mm-hmm. If something comes into place where there's an offer is too good to refu- to refuse you guys already know what to do i don't really have to say hey look you know I'm, i need you to do this this and this you guys already have done it you've already taken the 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 reins now it's my opportunity to kind of you know build up a new program while you guys hold it down and then i come back we put it all together and we win it in a bowl game so this maybe you know these seeds may have been planted early in the year we really didn't maybe pay too much attention to it, and now it comes into fruition. And they're just saying, hey, business as usual. We're just going to do like we've been doing. They'll find out on Sunday what bowl game they go to. You know, he'll do a little recruiting probably a week or two before getting ready for the bowl game. And then, hey, 
It'll be, you know, JMU week. Yeah, that's true. He can do some Indiana work right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly, because they're not practicing mm-hmm. at the moment. They'll go through finals, and then they'll get into bowl. bowl pro- you know, I'll go to the phones here. Joe, hang, I'm coming to you. Um, as you were giving that, you know, well-thought-out answer, I thought about this uh, with the assistants. Yeah. Unless he's taking every single full-time assistant, there is a shadow of a doubt and a distraction amongst the assistants. Like, where's my next paycheck coming right. from? And that, that you know, families, yeah. wives, kids, yeah. that can be a little bit disconcerting. So unless Kurt is saying to all of the full, at least the full-time guys, the part-time guys know they're, right. you know, the full-time guys, you're all coming with me. They're probably not going to be on the JMU staff next year if a new head coach comes in and mm-hmm. brings us. So there, I do think there's a little bit of an uncertainty there with, with some of those assistant coaches as they game plan for a bowl game. You would think probably both coordinators, OCDC, mm-hmm. maybe both line coaches, O-line, D-line. I mean, I'm thinking the, you know, the most important positions on your staff, the coordinators, your line coaches – Probably uh, your 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 DOFO director yep. of football operations. Yep. I think that person is probably going to go. Um, think like the next most important uh, position coach, maybe your quarterback coach. With the success that McLeod did this year, yep. that quarterback Absolutely. coach will probably go there. I was I, I definitely I would say six to eight. I know, but I think there'll just be some uneasiness yeah. until he. Until he settles that. Joe, let me get to you real quick before the break. We're already running behind. Let's go a little further. Joe, thanks for calling. Hey, Bob. I've been to eight games this year, so not not as upset about – I mean, I knew he would leave at some point in time. It was just a matter of when. I mean, we all knew that he would be a great fit at Pitt, maybe, at mm-hmm. NC State. Mm-hmm. I thought Duke – I mean, so the swan song thing I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for uh, – you know, I'd like to get this football that I've got. It's a JMU UVA 36-35 football sign. Uh-huh. So I didn't take it to Coastal this past weekend. I would put some names out there. Joe Harsimiak from Maine. I would like to have him. He had interviewed before. He's now at Rutgers. Jay Hill at uh, BYU was at Weber State. And I like Chronic at uh, Mercer. And I like Bob Chesney at uh, Holy, Holy Cross. Cross. Now all three are... You know, they're all two, two FCS guys, but, I mean, I don't think the nil is that much of a scare tactic for these guys. Unless he hires Tino. You know, I'm not sure Tino's ready for the head coaching job. I mean, I would love to have him. He's a hot shot. And he's going to be a head coach. I think one of the two assistant coach or coordinators would be good, but you got to remember, we've got a hot shot defensive line coach, Pat Koontz, who played at Notre Dame. you got Tino Centauri, who played at, at Pitt. And then Robo's been awesome. And and he was with I think uh, for a while with uh, your buddy at uh, at Delaware, so at, with Rocco. Rocco. With Rocco, so, you know, I think you know I, I I think bright times are ahead. I hate to lose him, but you got to jump at that. What person wouldn't take that type of money for family wealth down the line? Absolutely, you, you can't turn it down. That is a very rationale thought from a passionate JMU guy. I I appreciate that, Joe. And then if he wins in Bloomington. It's like, you know. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Joe, thanks. Good names, too, by the way. Appreciate it. I like that call. I do. Mm -hmm. And I think most JMU people are probably resolved to that. You know, let me get the break in. We'll talk a little more about that, that, uh, you know, he was going to go at some point. Mm -hmm. Where he goes, it doesn't matter all that much to the JMU people. It was more about the timing of it. And this year makes as much sense as any. And he made the position better than when he found it. No doubt. No doubt.
and they've been on a you know upward. You know, Mike Houston yeah. did what he was going to do. You know, and and now certainly Signetti's taking it to an entirely another level. Final segment of the four o'clock hour coming up next. One zero six one ESPN. Let's get social. Follow us on X and Instagram at ESPN Richmond. And find us on Facebook by searching ESPN Richmond. Don't miss a thing from your home for sports in Richmond. 1061 ESPN. We only got a minute or so up here to the break. You mentioned to me, Sean, you're headed to Virginia. The, the chopper's going down to to, to Petersburg. Yeah, tonight. we're going to hit the multi-purpose center. We're going to hit Virginia, Virginia State, State basketball, and they have a conference game already. Conference game. I saw it on the schedule. Yeah, conference game against Fayetteville State. Unless wow. unless they miss, they put the no. I think that's probably they right. They put the I logo think, wrong, and that's not a conference. No, game I think yet. it is, and yeah. I think there've been some D1 conference games already. Yeah, a smattering of them. That's crazy. We're not even into December. I know. I know. It's and we're crazy. playing conference games already. Yeah. It's, wow. it's like, I don't get it, but we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see. How well, we then got... we should talk some college basketball in the I next guess, hour right? also, right? <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah. We got that. We still want to get to um, 